0: Okay, guys, it's your girl. Well, I don't know if I'm your girl. Let me stop saying that. Y'all don't know me like that. But it's Sasha from Grown and Opinionated. I'm here to crack the microphone again, you know, on a regular basis. Um, This week, I want to talk to and dive into self-deprecating talk. I got curious about this because I noticed that not only myself, but other women that I know engage in self-deprecating talk and behavior um, frequently. So I wanted to, like, do some research, some bare research about the topic and kind of get into it. So if you don't know what self-deprecating talk is, it is when you um, belittle the importance of value about yourself. And it can be through conduct or behavior also, and usually it's found um, people do it, through jokes and make fun of themselves, and that's how they do it. One example, I guess, would be um, if you ever saw this movie, Why Did I Get Married, where Jill Scott says that um, you know she's big, and her husband always makes comments about it. So when she goes somewhere around other people, she's eating something, and she's like, "Yeah, like I need this with my big self," and that would be that type of talk. When So you talk about yourself in that way, and there's um, a few reasons why people engage in that conduct. One is that they have no confidence in themselves or low self-esteem to begin with. So it's their way of dealing with that, is that they already feel this about themselves, so they're exhibiting it to other people and to themselves. Um, The other reason is that they want to make other people feel better or comfortable about what they don't have so i guess an example of that would be if you were if you were someone who was into designer bags and you have this really expensive chanel purse and your friend or someone you're around they make a comment about it And you're like, well, girl, you know how long I had this bag? Or do you know what I had to do to get this bag or um, this bag? It's something like that so that that person that you think feels a way about what you have, you want to make them feel comfortable. Or if you're someone who's into fitness and you have like a bodybuilder's body, body bodybuilder's body. I bet y'all can't say that three times. (laughs) Bodybuilder body, bodybuilder body. body. (laughs) And you're around people who are out of shape. And in order to make them feel good, you may say, well, you know, I got to starve myself to make myself look like this, or I got to do this, or, you know, it's not really all of that, in order to make them feel comfortable. So they said that's one of the reasons why people do it. I find in... And my experience that a lot of women engage in a conduct with self-deprecating talk and conduct, and and it comes down to relationships. When they're in a relationship with a man or a male, and we had that discussion before, we'll have it briefly again. all, All males are not men. They're just born male. Just like all females are not women. They're just born female. So I see women in relationships with males. And in order to make that male who may be, I guess the biggest example and the most clear cut example would be successful women who are in relationships with men who don't make as much money. So I don't want to say successful because you can, make, you can be successful in what you do and you can make more than enough money for you. Um, but say you're, it's a woman and she's making two hundred thousand dollars a year, two hundred three hundred thousand dollars a year, and she's with a guy and he's like moving boxes at a warehouse making twenty bucks an hour. In order to make, him, this is not my life story because I wasn't making no three hundred thousand dollars a year, so uh, <laughs> don't worry about it, sweetheart. But in order to feel, make the male feel more. Um, To feel better about himself and to hopefully, I think that the intention is that if I make you feel better about yourself and put, I'll put myself down so you can feel better about yourself and then in return, you'll act better towards me. So if they're making all of that money, they may say, oh, well, you can do it too or, you know, it's really not that much after taxes or, you know, I had to, I only got this job or I only make this money because of XYZ and that has nothing to do with their skills, their talents, their God-given abilities. They try to put it off on someone else because, you know, Keisha knew Tammy and Tammy told, it's that. I usually find it in those situations where they're trying to make the other, the male in the relationship feel better, Um I would think that would be the biggest time. The other part about the confidence and the low self-esteem, I'm sure that it happens, um, but I think that's the main one. Uh, There's actually arguments for self-deprecating talk, I know. When I said I did some research, I was doing research, but there's some arguments for it. And one of the arguments is that if you engage in self deprecating talk or behavior, it lowers the expectations that others will have for you, of you. And then it'll give you a chance to kind of wow them with your performance. So it's the saying um, promise, overperform. They're saying that if you went out and let's say you were a hairdresser and you like, you know, well, I mean, I could breathe okay, I guess. It's not all of that. I'm not no touch by raw or anything like that, and then if you did a great job, or even at that point, if you did a halfway decent job, the person would be like, girl, you know, you did a great job. Oh my God, look at this. This is really nice, and this and this and that, because their expectations are like, okay, I already know what this is going to look like. And then when you actually put up something, whatever you put out, if it's like not bottom of the barrel, they're going to be boosting you. Um, I think if you need to... Source your self esteem and everything from that. That's a problem that you need to deal with. I don't agree that the benefit of getting that that praise at the end is worth you putting yourself down during the beginning. Um, that's my opinion on it. The other one is sympathy. That this, these these are the arguments for why you why why it's beneficial to engage in it. The other one is that you would get sympathy. And I know we all saw Chris Rock um, comedy special, Selective Outrage. And uh, one of the things he says is that America, they love victims. They need a victim. If you're a victim, they love you. And I would say that engaging in that type of conduct would probably get you a lot of sympathy. Because if you're like, oh, well, you know, um, I'm not smart enough to get a job at, I don't know, we're smart people, NASA. I'm, I don't know. Look, I went to Jersey City school. Um, I'm not smart enough to get a job at NASA, and people would feel bad for you, and then if you made some TikToks and reels, like, oh, you know, I'm just a poor girl from Jersey City, And I could never reach the heights of getting a job at NASA that people would start feeling sorry for you. You would probably go viral. NASA would probably bring you in to clean the bathrooms if you were really stupid. But if you were smart, then you would get in there and get a job. And that's one of the benefits that they say for it. In my opinion, while getting sympathy and seeming like the victim, it does work. It does work. There's no doubt about it. That if you were... If you presented yourself, and you talked about yourself in that way, then people would come out of the woodwork to help you. I guess my point with that is that at what cost? What cost is that worth to get that type of help? Um, I, I guess the quote, Little Wayne, I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. I would rather be able to stand up and say, hey, this is who I am, this is what I offer. You want it? Come get it. You don't want it, all right. As opposed to every day, I have to put myself down and engage in this behavior so someone would give it to me. Um, and I think that, like I said, and we've been on, I think it's like episode one or two of the reboot where I say that words have power, and the more you engage in that, the more it's going to become your reality. So that's, I, I'm against it. Look, I did the research, and then I immediately came up with arguments. <laughs> These are arguments for it, and I'm arguing against it. Um, and then they say the last one is that you would get a self-esteem boost for others. So if you really had low self-esteem and you really needed a self-esteem boost, instead of boosting yourself up by um, engaging in some other tools, I'm going to talk about one when I talk about ways to stop self-deprecating talking behavior, that you would source it from somewhere else. So you would talk about yourself if you were out in the crowd, You would talk about yourself badly um, or lower your value um, in front of other people for them. And in exchange, they would say, oh, no, you're really pretty. You would be like, you know, because it's not like I'm pretty or something. Nobody going to want me. And then somebody would say, oh, my God, you're so pretty. Oh, my, look at your face. Look at this. And then that would get you a little boost in your self-esteem. And then you would be able to run with it. However, I think the problem with that lies that that little boost is not gonna sustain you because what happens when the people are not around to give you that boost i mean i don't i don't I just don't think that it's worth it to in order to get that little self esteem boost that's my that's my opinion about it um another reason well, I guess I should have had this at the top but I wanted to touch on it. So I started to look into, well, what's the difference between being humble and humility and self-deprecating talk? Because it seems like that's what would go hand in hand. And I guess it's a really thin line between those two. Because in one instance, like, they're saying being humble is just not bragging. It's not that you don't want more. And I think that in our culture, people have equated humble as being that you're proud to be broke or you're okay with not having so you're humble I don't I don't need all of that I got this I'm humble I'm humble um I I say that's bullshit but um whatever I guess the difference between that is that people would so and for example like if you got a car and you we're being humble about getting the car. Um, I say the only luxury car I really know that would be worth, like, is a Lamborghini because my grandson always talks about Lamborghini, Lamborghini, Lamborghini. So a Lamborghini. If you got a Lamborghini that someone who's engaging in self-deprecating conduct or behavior would say, well, you know, it's used. If somebody say, oh, you got a nice car or this and this and that, and you're like, uh, Well, it's used. It's not new. It's not like it's new. And someone being humble about it would say, okay, thank you, and just accept it. But they're not going around saying, yeah, you know I got a Lamborghini. Oh, yeah, you know I got a Lamborghini. Or posting it um, all over Instagram and Twitter. And that's one of the things I was thinking about. I'm like, when people post things on Twitter or Instagram... No one ever feels like they're bragging. They congratulate them and everything, but I guess it's kind of the same thing. But when I was, I guess I kind of got thrown off track because when I was uh, talking about that, I just thought about something that I always say I have this issue with accepting compliments. And the minute someone gives me a compliment, I make a comment of why it's not a big deal. And I'm not a therapist or nothing. I need to call one, call my therapist up to see, like, is that self-deprecating behavior? Uh, I know one of the things that people say a lot to me, they'll say um, when I'm making my way, doing what I do for a living, they'll say, you know, you're really, they always say, like, you're so nice and respectful towards people. And the fact of the matter is that I treat people with respect because that's how I was raised. That's how I was brought up. Plus, like, I'm from the streets. Like You be disrespectful to somebody, they'll punch you in your damn face. So now you got to wonder, like, do I really want to get punched in my face for whatever I'm about to do? And most of the times it's like, no. And plus, and in addition to that, I think like, who needs my shit? Who needs my shit? Who needs me to be mean to them or disrespectful to them? Like they don't have a hundred other things going on. And so that's why I do it. But when somebody says it to me, I, I tell them, I just say, oh, but, like, oh, you know, but well, you don't need it, right? Like, this and this and that. Or I kind of play it down. I don't accept it. And somebody told me before, like, just accept the compliment. And I think I, I I had an issue with accepting compliments, which I worked through. But I wonder if that's self-deprecating conduct. I don't know. But, okay, look, I got to do some more research into that. um. <laughs> So then I had a few ways you could stop the self-deprecating talk and conduct. I said the number one, and this is a list that I, comp- I compose, put together, um, no research or whatever. I put this together. Well, some of it was based on research, but I put this together, is to change the real in your head. And by that, have positive affirmations that you say to yourself all the time. Um, about whatever it is that you find that you engage and self-deprecate and talk about. So if you find that you do it about your weight, then you want to change that real in your head and you want to say only positive things about your weight to yourself. I'm healthy. I'm in perfect shape. My body looks good in X, Y, Z. And it keeps saying, them. Um, and after a while, I think that the normal reasons, well, it has to be, but the normal reasons why people engage in it it would soon go away because you have changed this real in your head to now it's only positive things about yourself. So you don't have those jokes in you. Um, the other one was to engage in enjoyable activity. Uh, I put hobbies, 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 cause this is what I found in research. And they say like, when you engage in enjoyable activity, you usually don't have anything negative to say about it. And as a result, um, that you, you're more, you're happier And as being happier, you won't engage in that conduct. Um, So I guess, you know, having a hobby is a a good thing. Plus, I mean, worst case scenario, you'll just talk all the time about what you love to do and how enjoyable your life is, but you will not engage in self-deprecating conduct or behavior. Oh, sorry, Ray J. Um, I think that was the last... Thing. Um, the other thing I wanted to just touch on right before I got out of here is that how you can help others who engage in self-deprecating conduct or talk is that um, <clears throat> address the talk when you hear it from them and reaffirm the positive their positive attributes. So if one of your friends is saying oh, well, you know, my big self got into this. Say, hey, stop. Don't talk to yourself about that, like that. Um, Don't talk about my friend like that. And you're beautiful. And if you have an issue with your weight, then we can work out and get it together, together. Get it together, together. Or whatever. But don't, um, don't, don't co-sign the talk. Or be like, yeah, I know, right, girl? Don't do that. And then I put another one in is that um, I say, do not, and I repeat, do not try to help a friend by imposing perfection on them. I find that this something, I found this to be prevalent in my life is that when people say, well, you always do X, Y, Z, that I'm sure people have totally good intentions when they say it or when they hear me saying something about myself. However, it puts an expectation on myself that's unattainable. Um, and you know how I feel like perfection, well, I feel perfection is attainable because you're perfect. Whatever's going on with you, however you look, you're perfect. And, but the society's definition of perfect, where there's no flaws, nothing's wrong. Everything's just, everything is tip top or whatever is kind of unattainable. And then you put this expectation on people. And remember, we don't need to be perfect. You don't need to be perfect. There, you don't need to cross every T dot every I. You just need to show up every day and stay in this fight. So you don't want to put that on to someone who's already self-deprecating and say, Oh, well, you always look this. You never have a hair out of place. Your hair stay did or something like that, because then you never know. That they may be going through a depressive episode. And don't have the strength or energy to get out of bed and go do their hair. But because of those, that reel that's playing in their head from everyone saying, Your hair always done. You never have a hair out of place. They they go, it makes it worse that they go deeper into the depression as opposed to the other way. So don't do that. I'm gonna get up out of here. I hope you guys find this um episode informative. Be sure you follow me at grown underscore and underscore opinionated on Instagram. I'm on X, formerly known as Twitter, at JMO about the YouTube channel. Um, like I said, it's a lot of clickbaity videos. I'm working on how to get the more righteous videos up. Um, what kind of visuals you guys would like. I guess at some point I'll get to doing a recording of myself and putting it up. And just continue to support me on this journey. I, Sasha out.